Hello? Hey. How you doing today? All right. What are you up to? So, well, I just came out of a really cool bookstore, and I know we were already planning on talking about an episode while I'm traveling today. Um, so now I got a little more to say about it. If you want to add that to our show content, we can get started. Go for it. Well, I guess we should start it off like we normally do. Welcome to Two Sides to the Story with Ted and Lori. I'm Lori Hearsetter. And I'm Ted Zaleski. So how about I tell you where I just came out of? That'd be good. <laughs> so um, the, ki- the kids are at Hershey Park today, and I have hours and hours to kill. And I've been doing a variety of things, including reading and writing, and a little good book hunting. So I just walked out of a place um, that's a little outside of the Harrisburg area, but you can literally see the city of Harrisburg um, right off the water. And it's called Enola, PA. Have you been there before? Nope. Don't think I've even heard of it. No? Okay. Well, it's um, got a bookstore called The Cub Cover Maker's Books. And there's a rather long story about why it's called The Cover Maker's Books. But it's definitely one that I think you're going to want to look up. And I think it's definitely one that we can talk to the shop owners. Sounds they good. have a tremendous amount of books. And they've got cats. <laughs> they um, are a long-standing bookstore with amazing graphics, both in and outside of the store. Their son is an illustrator and has done some incredible artwork in and out, as I said. Or, I'm sorry, their daughter, Christian. And they have um, combined their passions of books and cats into um, a business that supports not only selling books, but adopting out cats. That's a combination I haven't seen before. Right. Um, And the cupboard maker is the, the name for the store is as such, because the owner, the husband that's the owner is um, by trade was a cupboard maker back in the day. That was their business. And they converted into a bookstore business some many years ago. His skills have been tremendously helpful to have them turn into um, not only a bookstore that all the shelves are built by him, but they built catwalks across the top of the bookshelves. So the cats have sort of free roam of the bookstore. And it is a, a bit of a support system to the cabinets that he has built as well. And it's tremendously large, the number of books that they have. And it's predominantly used books. Um, they do have a new book section. There is a huge archway that they built um, actually during COVID. It allowed them to take steps to do different things with the store while they had that downtime. And it's 
one that I, I think anybody in the vicinity of the Maryland, D.C., Virginia, PA area should put on the list to go to. It's a really an incredible place. And I was able to talk with both of the owners and um, I have a, a book to look at that is sort of built into their store and their store's story. So there's going to be more to say, but um, just coming off a good book hunting high of finding such an amazing place. I want to go back to those catwalks for a second. So how, yeah. do you, how do you stand there and look at books knowing that there's might be a cat above your head waiting to pounce on you? <laughs> Nobody pounced. There are a couple of them. Apparently, they do not attack. And they've got the, um, you know, the cage or cages for the, um, for the ones that are available for adoption. But there are several that are part of the bookstore and, um, you know, family to the owners. So uh, maybe you're picturing something different than I, but it was no one was worried about the cats bouncing. All right. That's good. <laughs> So on, on to other things, or was there more for that? Yeah, no, I, I'm going to say that um, they, I told them about our podcast. Um, one of the other people in the store had heard of us really? and said we are, we are on her to-be-watched list or listen-to list. She's a big book person, loves podcasts, and is interested in um, in our show. She just hasn't gotten to us yet. Just like a to-be-read list, we are on her to-be-listened-to list. Kind of cool, huh? Yes. I uh, wasn't expecting <laughs> that. Any so, idea no, how she heard I, about us? I think um, the owners were interested in, in talking to us. Um, I definitely think that is um, a, someone we should put on the list to interview when we can. They have our card, and they are now going to be looking at our show, and I'm going to do some more research so we can do a follow-up sometime soon so yeah let's let's move on to um the other things that we were planning to talk about for this episode you've done some uh interesting good book hunting of your own as of late well uh see now one last weekend two weekends ago national book festival am i thinking right yeah time goes quickly but yeah that was that was more than a week ago at this point yeah so uh national book festival um done association with the Library of Congress in, in Washington, D.C. Uh, big thing at the Washington Convention Center. I went down there with um, Lisa Picker, who listeners will know as a library friend of ours, and uh, Lynn Wheeler, who you've heard us talk about, and her husband. Uh, so there are six different rooms I think with a series of different events in each one of them uh, I, I, I counted them up but I don't remember for sure now I think maybe there's 60 different programs uh, during the day um, one that I particularly enjoyed was a children's writer illustrator named uh, Grace Lynn L-I-N uh, I was unaware of her before, but uh, checked her out now and has a, a number of books. Uh, she, she was kind of interesting to see. Uh, I didn't spend a lot of time in programs. I spent more time kind of wandering around looking at things. They had one part of a 
big hall. There was a booth for each of the 50 states. Each one of them was advertising something about them state, their, their, their state and tying it to books and, and reading. The Library of Congress had a bunch of stuff going on there, other organizations with uh, some kind of tie to reading. You know, some of them seem a little closer than others. Big section of selling books. All the books that were going to be talked about were there, plus more. Uh, Scholastic Books, kids publisher, who we've run into on more than one occasion attending events, had a very big, very busy area where people were buying lots of their books. Uh, it's a busy, a busy day. There's a lot going on. Um, but uh, I'm glad I went. I, I was there once before. It's been quite a, quite a while. I don't remember how long ago. But it was it was interesting getting to see it. So it's interesting you mentioned Scholastic because I distinctly remember, I think it was the Annapolis Book Festival that we went to, where yes. um, they had, as you're describing, a large area and a very popular area. Yes. Was and this about the same size or even bigger at such a big, uh, such a big venue? It might have even been bigger. Yeah. They have an interesting approach to things. I mean, obviously their titles are, you know, in the the youth lineup. So if you're going to a show like that, um, you know, especially if you take your children, you're going to have, you know, a great opportunity there to find something that's going to appeal to them. And as I recall at the Annapolis Book Festival, not just books, like they had a lot of the um, other things that they offer, stuffed animals that are from the books and things of that nature. So a similar sort of scope? Yeah, I, I didn't go in. It was it was just too busy. But yes, I think it was the same kind of setup. Oh, yeah, one other thing worth mentioning, um, you know, the authors who were giving talks on their books would, after their sessions, go to this same big hall to sign books. And they had all these lanes, uh, grocery store checkout kind of setup. Uh, wow. and, and people making sure that people were in the, se- in the right lines and uh, a, a lot going into it. But some of these lines were literally hundreds of people long. Uh, I'm sure some people must have stood in line for 60 or 90 minutes for some of these. But one thing I remember thinking, there were, there were some authors who barely had any people in their lines. And I was thinking, man, that must be tough, you know, looking over and seeing all those people waiting for the author next to you and nobody's coming to see you. So I know we talked about, um, with Lisa, the idea of going to this festival months ago. Um, on our trip to Cecil County's book festival with, with her and with Andrea. And she had said, you know, if, if it works out to go, that you want to plan where you spend your time because you can't really jump around a lot, that it's, you know, several levels and these events are running concurrently. So if there's an author you like that you want to check out the, the talk, and it's on the other side of the building, you're really not going to be able to do that well. So I'm just curious. Um, I didn't get to go. Obviously, people were, were talking to our listeners, and I'm learning 
from you just like they are right now. Um, what was your approach? Did you stay in one area for most of the time? No, I, I, I didn't. And that's what I was saying a little bit earlier. I, I didn't spend much of my time in programs. I looked, okay. I stuck my head in some. I did go to a couple of them. Uh, but I, I, I spent a lot more time looking around. Now, uh, getting from one event to another could be a little bit challenging, but wasn't the biggest problem. That the, the thing that would get in your way is the really popular uh, sessions because in many cases uh, you had to line up to get in and if you weren't there in time you, you you didn't get in and there was one session I was down a floor from where most of the sessions were there was a set of escalators going up and they actually had one of the escalators blocked off and the other one you could go up but only if you were going to this one particular session. Uh, so there was sometimes that kind of crowd control. Yeah, um, interesting. I think anybody who has not been, you know, it's great to hear your experience because this is a big one and it happens every year. So if somebody's thinking about putting it on their calendar for next year, what else would you say for someone thinking about doing it to try to build out a plan? Uh, well, you definitely want to check out the schedule before before you get there. I think you know, kind of where you, you were talking about earlier. Uh, what are the things you most want to see? Because if you have if you have events that you want and are also going to be popular events, then you need to pretty much plan everything else around that. You know, cause it might be something else that you're looking at and say, well, I'd kind of like to see that. But if you want event A, event B is just not going to work out. Uh, and this, go ahead. No, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go. I was just going to ask you and other people to get them the, you know, sort of what to plan. Depending how far you are away from D.C., this really is an all-day event. This is not something you can jump in and jump out in an hour or two. You need to plan to be there for for a whole day pretty much yes uh to really take advantage of it uh there's no charge so you know if you only stay for an hour it's not like you feel like you lost your money uh, but to to get the most out of it uh, you have to hang around for a while yeah, and you mentioned Grace Lynn. I imagine there's more to say about that you know I don't know what else you come came home with but I know um that you at least picked up one book from her. So um, is, is there more to say about her and, and uh, your interest in, in her work? Uh, not yet, although I, I think she's worth taking a deeper look at. And never know. Maybe, maybe she's another person. We'll see if we can get to talk to us. Yeah, and I definitely hope we get an opportunity to talk with Lisa about her experience. You know, you having gone down with her, um, if you weren't together the whole time, her, you know, experience there might be very different than yours. And for people listening, we are planning a um, trip with our friend Lisa, who um, it's been almost a year doing the show. And I'm surprised we haven't done a good book hunting trip with her until now. 
Um, I guess you could count Cecil County because we did stop in uh, the Washington Street Bookstore with her um, in Haber de Grace. But this one is not only Good Book Hunting named after her, but this is a bookshop that she specifically has recommended to us in Baltimore called Red Emma's that we are planning to go to with her and probably within the next month. So after we do that, will be a wonderful chance for us to bring Lisa on the show to talk about not only the bookstore trip that we make with her to Baltimore, but also about what she thought of the DC Book Festival. And in connection with that trip, something just came up today. Uh, there's a good brewery that I've been to in the same neighborhood. I didn't realize they were in the same neighborhood till today. But also in the same neighborhood, there's a can't really call it a bookstore, but a book operation in Baltimore called The Book Thing. And they take donations of books and then they work to get those books to people who wouldn't be able to have books otherwise. Uh, Very nice. Someplace I've wanted to see, but they're only open one day a month. So um, the chances that that will work out are pretty slim. Oh, all right. Well, maybe there's more than one trip, but it's certainly good to think about what else we might want to do in the um, the trip when we have Lisa with us. So you're thinking books and a beer. Could be. Yeah. So do you have more on the book festival in D.C.? Because I have a books and a beer tie-in if we're headed to the next topic. No, I think that's that's enough to give people a, a flavor of it. And um, again, you know, if it's something you might be interested in, uh, they, they have a, a, a good website. You can look at what happened this year. I don't know when next year's will, will go up, but I'm sure, you know, it will look very much uh, like this one. And we will definitely put uh, the link to that in the show notes so that those of you who are watching the show on Spotify, um, Apple, podcast or google play can take a look at the show notes uh to take the link directly to uh, the dc book festival website yep so books and so my books and books and beer connection go go for it you are going to be very happy you've already got a friend in heather owens which is the branch manager at the Vicksburg library. Um, She was in her seat um, front and center at our very first episode. She has a Ted shirt (laughs) from our Team Ted victory at After Hours Battle of the Books. She has had to be the MC for the battle that she is part of for the kids' battle of the books for a number of years. You have a wall of fame to you <laughs> at the Facebook branch with your photo and the winning teams from the Battle of the Books. And to add to that long list of connections to our friend Heather, she is starting an event that is basically Books in a Beer. Are you intrigued? I am. <laughs> so she has made a connection with Bistro 91, which is in Finksburg, close to her branch. And they are going to be offering for the first time on September 
think it's the 23rd. I'm going to have to look um, when I'm not driving, which won't be um, too long, in just a few minutes, to give you the exact date and time. But it's going to be bring your own book, sort of like bring your own beer, and a book discussion about what you have read this summer. So it's not like a typical book club where you have to read the book and you have to come prepared to talk about the book. It is pick a book you've already read this summer, come share some details, no spoilers, just enough of a taste about the book with other people who will be doing the same thing. And of course, there is the opportunity for adult beverages to be um, included in that discussion if you choose um, at Bistro 91. And um, it'll be a very different kind of book club experience. It's almost like an anti-book club just to have discussions about books you've read and maybe hearing someone else's could add to your to-be-read list. Do I Does have that to drink a beer? Do I have to Did drink a beer? Do I, do I have to drink a beer? <laughs> well, let's see. No one's going to force you to, but something tells me you might be okay with this idea. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Twisting your arm. All right. Well, I'm getting ready to pull into a parking lot where I'll be able to look up um, the details for that event. And in the meantime, while I'm doing that, I want to share with you something else that's going to happen with um, with our friend Heather at her Bingsburg branch. Uh, I am going to host a story time for kids. As everyone knows, I thoroughly enjoy children's books. And as a way to give back in our community, I offered to volunteer my time to host a story time. And um, I was able to meet with Heather and her um, program coordinator for their book time, Melanie, um, last week. And we talked about some potential dates. And either in October or November, there will be a, um, a story time with Lori. Um, of two sides to the story and details of that coming soon. But I'm really excited to, to have that opportunity um, and to be able to spend some time with some kids. And I'm picking the books I'm going to read. And they showed me their room of supplies um, that can go along with the book. And I'm having some fun thinking through what that will be and what the theme of, of the book reading will be. But um, story time is coming soon. And I bet you are looking forward to it. I am, and I'm officially parked, so let me give you the information, Ted, about the event that I think you're wanting to be part of if it is available on your calendar. So the description is, bring your own book to Bistro 91. It is Tuesday, September 26th from 5.30 to 7. So if you're reluctant to join a book club because it's required reading, then this is a low-commitment book club just for you. Show up with a book you read and want to share that relates to this month's theme. And in this case, it's about books you've read this summer. And then just be prepared to give a brief description of the book, but no spoilers, please. 
and uh, seating will be limited and we'll need to have a registration because of that. So very soon on the library's program guide will be the opportunity to register for that if you are interested, but you might want to go ahead and put the date on your calendar if you want to hold it open, if this is the kind of event that you'd be interested in, in trying out. What if I haven't read a book this summer? Uh, you know what? You're not wanting to drink a beer and you haven't read a book this summer. This may or may not be for you, but something tells me it is for you, Ted. <laughs> and I'm guessing that there are a host of other people out there listening that will also be interested in checking it out. Um, and again, if you're not a big reader, this is a really great way to introduce yourself to um, the idea of a book club because it doesn't have the normal pressures associated with you have to read the book and ready to discuss. It's really not like that. If you just want to get into reading and want to come and listen to what other people are reading, nothing wrong with that either. I think it might be a great opportunity to, uh, to figure out whether there are some books out there that might be of interest to you. I thought you were going to say, who are you and what would you do with Ted? Yeah, I, I just know that you're totally excited and just not showing it. So be a curmudgeon <laughs> or just say, yay, I'm excited. Yay, I'm excited. There we go. Oh, and um, Lori said, uh, if you're looking to get into reading, I forget exactly how she said it, but an idea we've talked about before is, you know, if you say you don't read anything, it's probably because you just haven't found the right book yet. And... Maybe this is it. So one other quick note. Um, I, when you were at the book festival, I wasn't able to go. I had other things going on that day and had a, just a little bit of time. And I used that little bit of time to go visit the Rudolph Girls. Um, that's our local independent bookstore in Westminster. We have three of them in our county. Um, a likely story is in Sykesville. Uh, we have a last word in Mount Airy, and Rudolph Girls is uh, downtown Westminster. So two points of note for them. They were celebrating their second anniversary, their second birthday, at that location that they opened the bookstore. And so I went to participate to support them and, and buy some books. Um, essentially, they were having a sidewalk sale. It just happened to be in, like, a corridor between the shops that they are in. And... Um, I picked up a couple of books that are for our book giveaway. We are going to be having our second and well, second season kickoff um, November 7th. It'll be in the evening. It's going to be at Exploration Commons. Registration for that event has not opened yet. We've got some time yet. But last year, when we did our first episode with a live audience, we did some book giveaways. And we're going to do that again this year. So I picked up a few books for that giveaway in our November event. And shortly after visiting them, I think it was the very next day, the Rudolph girls put out the announcement that they are taking on a new venture. They are moving their location up the street the 1st of September. Um, they will still be in downtown Westminster, just um, at the other side of town. And they are combining with a space that is currently a cafe bookstore. Well, it's a, it's a book cafe, and it will now be a cafe bookstore. Uh, it is called Birdie's Cafe. It is going to be books and coffee and all sorts of wonderful things. And they are doing that um, officially at the beginning of September. 
and they already have a local um, author fair happening soon after. So um, lots of cool things happening in book news and our local community. Yeah, that's something to look forward to. Looking forward to talking to them about that. I think that's going to just open up some possibilities. They will now be open seven days a week, so it changes their hours of operation. It allows anyone who's coming to shop at their store to enjoy not only books, but um, get a nice beverage and some other, I think they have other treats and, and food items as well. So just really, I'm excited for that. I think it's going to be great for our, our town and uh, hopefully good for both businesses. And Birdie's is well-established in the community. Uh, yeah. Almost a sure thing that people who are unaware of the Rudolph girls will now find them. And vice versa. Um, I think it's going to be good for both of them. And what a great partnership. And bookstore cafes is something that we've seen more of. And I'm so glad and excited that we're going to have one in, in our town. Yeah, exciting stuff. Go ahead. Nope, I just said exciting stuff. So more exciting stuff because you just came off of a, a work event that put you um, back in touch with some of our book friends and also uh, talking more about some bookstore things. So can you update us on your book side of things just this past weekend? Yeah. Or a week, Do really. Say something about Patty Callahan? Oh, yeah, I guess we could talk about that. Do you want to say that first? Oh, okay, I can. Uh, people who have listened to us might remember an episode with Patty Callahan where we talked about her book, Once Upon a Wardrobe. We had a very fun episode. We've remained in contact with Patty. Uh, she now has another book out. Actually, she has. 10, 12 books, but she has a new book out, The Secret Life of Flora Lee. Uh, we are going to be interviewing her. We don't have a date set, although we're thinking it might be coming pretty soon. And another possibility, and we're not sure exactly how this plays out, but Patty is part of a very popular called podcast called, okay, now you told me I got it wrong the other day. So, Friends and Fiction. Friends and Fiction. Uh, it's Patty and three other authors who are also friends and off, off, also novelists. And they get together to talk about books and writing and other things. And it's funny, actually, somebody, somebody was talking to me about this. And they said, listening to Friends and Fiction is a lot like listening to you and Lori. You know, she said uh, similar energy and banter or some, something like that, she said. So we're, we're, yeah. we're, they're coming to, to Westminster on October the 4th and we're talking with them. Is there some chance that maybe the two podcasts can do something together? So uh, maybe an interview with, well, not... There's going to be something happening, but it could just be an interview with Patty on her book. Could be something with Friends in Fiction. Maybe somehow it gets all mashed up. So I have uh, listened to their podcast, and um, they do a lot of author interviews, and they are all authors themselves. And, you know, it's several women. So they're 
clearly differences in, in our show. We make a big point of being two sides, you know, one guy, one girl. Um, we don't just do interviews, obviously our good book hunting trips and some of the other stuff that we do on our show. Um, so their approach is different, but they are well established and they've been doing this for a lot longer than us. They have a whole production team that makes their show happen. So there is no doubt that we can pick up some valuable tips from them. And we've only interacted so far with Patty and we are both big Patty fans. So uh, the idea of being able to talk with the other ladies that she works so closely with, all of them best-selling novelists, is just just amazing to even think about. So um, I hope that there that it happens. I hope we find a way to to do that. Um, and just the opportunity to talk with Patty again itself is a huge treat. So we're very fortunate. This, this show has just put us in um, contact with some amazing book people. And I'm really looking forward to talking with Patty again. Yep, me too. So then what uh, Lori was talking about, um, I spent a few days talking with other people who kind of do what I do in my day job working for county governments in Maryland. Uh, so it was about work, but there's lots of opportunity to talk to people about other things too. And I did talk to a good number of people about the podcast. Uh, some of it is people who've already heard about it, but maybe never got to it. But a lot of them were people who were unaware of it and this was their, their first time. So I gave out a lot of cards, but the really good thing was every card I gave out actually was tied to a conversation about the podcast. It wasn't just a, oh, here's a card, check us out. You know, it was talking about uh, what we do, how we do it kind of stuff. And, and when I get into these, uh, it's always because for some reason, I know the person I'm talking to potentially is interested. You know. Reading in books has already come up somehow. So then it's a step to, oh, well, here's this thing that Laurie and I do. And um, I, I think every one of the people I talked to was interested and wanted to check it out. You know, some a little bit more than others, maybe. But uh, there, there was nobody, I think, who said, okay, fine, give me your card. Leave me alone. <laughs> Well, they probably wouldn't say that anyway, but yeah, we'd like to think that we could get a few more folks watching the show out of it. And what has happened for us so far is that it really has been about word of mouth. You know, we go and visit a bookstore like I did today here in uh, Hershey, Pennsylvania, and that bookstore owner tells two other people and that two people tells a couple other people. And it, it's amazing to both of us, I think, that when you talk about our show to someone and they say, yeah, we've heard of you. Uh, it's sort of surprising. And, um, but that's, that's kind of how it happens. The more we go, the more we talk, um, the more people learn about us. So kind of fun to see that happen. So yeah, who me, knows how many folks end up watching or listening to the show based on the conversations you had this week. And for, for me, sort of surprising doesn't, doesn't go far enough. Every time I hear one of these, oh, yeah, we know about your podcast, um, I'm totally surprised all over again. 
So beyond the um, the conversations that you had, I know you sent me a picture of a, of a good friend of ours that uh, we met through one of the book festivals that you reconnected with. Oh, so, yeah. And you also sent me a picture of a um, of a pop up bookmobile. Yes. And I wonder if you want to say something about both of those photos, kind of give a little bit more for the audience that's listening, and um, we'll post the pictures. Yeah. So if 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 you listened to our episode where we visited the Cecil County Children's Book Festival, or the episode where we went to the Chesapeake Book Festival in Easton in uh, Talbot County. Uh, a lady who came up in both uh, named Sabina. And, you know, I'm not sure I even know her last name. <laughs> uh, but so, she's Sabina. Um, Simpson or Simonson? I think it's Simonson. Okay. Um, uh, Sabina's a very shy, quiet person. Uh, uh, just, just like joking. Lori. <laughs> <laughs> uh, S- S- Sabina... Uh, Quickly, your best friend. Uh, but we met her in Cecil County, reconnected with her two weeks later in Easton. And then at the conference I was at, the, uh, the libraries in Maryland have a uh, fairly large booth in the exhibit hall each year. And I was there and I said, gee, I wonder if, if Sabina will be there. And as it turns out, she was. Uh, we got to talk for... Uh, a few minutes and um, I did send Lori a picture of the two of us and said, uh, Sabina says hi. And then the pop-up truck, uh, uh, Worcester County has basically a small bookmobile. Kind of looks like a big good humor ice cream truck. Doors pop up on the side, and there's books in there. Uh, didn't get to explore it. You know, it might be something we get to look into a little bit more deeply sometime. I don't know if it's a if it's a bookmobile that has a specific route and schedule, like most of them we know. You know that the idea that they call it the the pop up books makes me think that maybe they're more event driven. They go to where things are happening and say, okay, here we are with our books. But I, I would like to check into that sometime. It was impressive looking. And um, when you see the picture, we'll post this out there for listeners. Um, the background of when you had your picture taken with Sabina, um, two things stand out. One is the background. It was, I think it says, I love Maryland libraries or something to that effect. So they did a great job of staging your photo. I don't know if you planned that, Chad, or if it just happened to be where you stood well that was the, um, that, that was, was the back of their booth so, okay well so that, that was a great picture so that's where we were and the other then, reason go ahead. sorry no nope, go ahead the other <laughs> the other reason it was a great picture was because of sabina herself so my dear sabina if you listen to our show i hope you do um i want to just say you already know this but you are such a snazzy dresser <laughs> and you always have the most beautiful clothes and the most interesting jewelry and you looked amazing my dear okay back to <laughs> what you were saying ted <laughs> Yeah, and, and just a reminder to people who are who are listening, uh, Lori and I are talking on the telephone, so we're we're stepping on each other more than we we typically would because we can't see each other to say, okay, yeah, you go, you go. 
but we're getting where we need to, I think. Yeah, I, I think you're right. It, it is a little more difficult doing it this way. We can't see each other to say, you know, your turn to talk. So, uh, oh, well. And it's kind of, I think it's also because we have so much to say today. I mean, we both have had some really cool things going on, and I'm sure the excitement comes through in our in our conversation. So hopefully everybody can follow the jumping back and forth that is that is going on with us. So you, um, while you were there, didn't you find a, a bookstore that's now on your to-visit list? Yeah, I took a little bit of a roundabout way home and went to Lewis, Delaware, and right into in the downtown retail area, uh, which is a very nice place to visit. Uh, there's a book called um, Biblion on Second Street. Uh, a very nice store, all all used books, I believe. I bought a book there. There was a Netflix movie called The Guernsey Literary and Potato Peel Pie Society. Uh, I bought the book that that movie was based on. Uh, the lady in the store said, the book is much better than the movie. I almost always think that anyway. And for people who also happen to be fans of buying vinyl records, underneath of this bookstore is also a record store. But uh, I didn't get to talk with the person there who I'm almost positive is the, is the owner. I, well, I didn't get to talk to her in any depth. Talked to her for about 30 seconds as I, as I checked out because she was actually pretty busy. There were, there were a lot of people in the store. Uh, but uh, it's a nice store. I uh, think it'd be worth a, a visit sometime, and I, I suspect that she is the kind of person who will be good to have a conversation with. It is always so good to see that when we go into a bookstore and they are too busy to talk to us is a good problem to have. Um, obviously, then we have to make a connection another time, but uh, so nice to see that. Um, people supporting these local independent bookstores. Even the one that I was at today, um, Covermaker Books, they had lots of good traffic going on. And uh, they were celebrating, as a lot of bookstores are, this weekend. I think it's Romance Book Weekend. And um, they had some authors there and some tables set up. And I think that draws a little extra. Um, but the owner was telling me that their catwalk above the bookshelves and the books and the cats that are in there is a regular draw for them. Um, so anyway, really neat to see um, different things that booksellers are doing, other areas of the business that they're getting into, and they all having success and bringing customers to bookstores. So we're, we're so happy to see that. And uh, yours, Ted, does definitely sound like a good one to go to. Uh, my ears perked up when you said the vinyl records because that's something my son would be interested in. So maybe that one ends up on, on my list as well. Again, I want to say about the, the book, um, the Guernsey Literary and Potato Peel Society, uh, Lori and I both have a soft spot for books that are about books or bookstores or libraries or booksellers and this book starts off there's a, a lady in England who gets a letter from a guy on Guernsey Island which is um, between England and France 
saying he has this book that had her name and address in it and asking her some questions uh, about the book and some other information. And that start leads to a series of relationships between people and books. So uh, it, it was the kind of thing that would always catch my eye. And it's funny you bring that up because I mentioning the bookstore that I went to today, as I was checking out, I was picking up a book for my son about vinyl records. Imagine that. And as I'm checking out, I'm talking to the owner. And when I told him about the podcast, he starts telling me more about his store. And behind him is a book that is about his bookstore. There is a really cool book arch that he built. And the cover of the book has the book arch. And it has a picture of a cat. And clearly the store is about cats. The book is called Mouse, the Bookstore Kitten, The Beginning. It is produced, published by the Cupboard Maker Books, written by Katie Twig. And then the illustrator is Christian, who is the daughter of the owners of the bookshop. And her illustrations are on the outside of the store, the inside of the store, as I mentioned before. So I got a signed copy signed by mouse um it's a stamp that is the name mouse with a paw print which he stamped right in front of me so i have an autographed copy of mouse the bookstore kitten from the bookstore that might be a first that we have a, a book from the bookstore that we were visiting so i'm really thrilled to take a look and read that one very nice so do you have more about your recent trip or does that cover at least what you're going to tell us until you get to visit the, the store there in Luz? Uh, I stopped at one other place, and I, I, I don't know how to explain this. I only found it by a casual look on Google. I couldn't remember the name. I tried to find it today, and I couldn't come up with it again. But I will eventually. But it's a another used bookstore, a very big but basic store, not something pretty. Uh, but they had uh, a lot of books in it, and they were very inexpensive. So I, I still need to figure out where I was. <laughs> well, definitely can come up in a future episode. And as far as future episodes go, we have a lot of things that are coming. Um, we've mentioned um, them throughout this episode and even in recent ones. I'll see if I can do a quick listing. Um, there is an interview with Monica, that is Ted's daughter, um, about her recent vacation. There is the interview with Patty Callahan to be scheduled. Hopefully some sort of event or interaction with Friends in Fiction, which is Patty and her podcast friends, all, all interview, all, all authors and best-selling novelists. We have um, a book event that you might be interested in that is books and a beer themed uh, through the Finksburg Library. Details for that as far as registration coming soon. And uh, I'll be doing a story time. Obviously, that's intended for children. Um, but any of you listening who have kids, uh, it will be a Friday morning. And I think we're looking at October 13th as the proposed date. It will be that or a date in November. We'll give you more details when that is scheduled. Uh, we have our 
cook-off on Halloween. That's October 31st. Uh, it's an afternoon event. Registration not available yet, but will be coming soon. And then our season two launch is November 7th. That will be in the evening at Exploration Commons. And registration for that is not available yet, but will be coming soon. Did I cover everything? Well, everything we know about right now, at least. It's <laughs> a pretty long list, but yeah, not impossible. Something else will be added. Seems so like I think that covers happening. it for today. Did I miss anything you wanted to add in, Ted? Nope. Nope, I think we're good. Okay. So um, thank you all for listening. And enjoy your reading.